Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief message to help us experience an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise complicated lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining me as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. For those of you new to the show, we've been studying for the last year the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ, loosely following the study curriculum of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And today we're going to be in the last chapter, Moroni chapter 10, for our final episode in the Book of Mormon. If you joined partway through the year, or you just really like this podcast, you're welcome to go back to the beginning and listen to all of the episodes again. Well, my friends, this is it. After 531 pages and 100 episodes over the last 12 months, we finally reached the end of the Book of Mormon. So what was the point? Many of us have already read the Book of Mormon, perhaps many times, so why do we keep doing it? Why are we counseled by the spiritual leaders of our church to continue studying the Book of Mormon throughout our lives? Well, I think there's a few reasons. Number one, to continue to learn about Jesus Christ. As Nephi told us hundreds of pages ago, quote, For we labor diligently to write, to persuade our children, and also our brethren, to believe in Christ, and to be reconciled to God. For we know that it is by grace that we are saved, after all we can do. And we talk of Christ, we rejoice in Christ, we preach of Christ, we prophesy of Christ, and we write according to our prophecies, that our children may know to what source they may look for a remission of their sins. End quote. As you've studied the Book of Mormon this year and shared a few minutes a week with me on this podcast, I hope that we can both say that we've learned more about Christ. In the Bible, Jesus prayed to God for us, saying, quote, And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. End quote. As we study the Word of God, learn about our Heavenly Father and our Savior Jesus Christ, we tap into eternal life right now. We don't have to wait until we meet God face-to-face in heaven to live in his presence. He wants us to experience our divine potential now. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ. And having spent the last year learning more about them in the Book of Mormon, I feel closer to them. Now, in addition to teaching us more about Christ, a second purpose of the Book of Mormon is to help us believe in the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ in these latter days. By gaining a testimony that the Book of Mormon was in fact written by prophets of God that were inspired in their teachings, then we are in a good position to believe that Joseph Smith, who was divinely led in the 1820s to find these scriptures that Moroni buried and translate them through the power of God, and was then instructed by Jesus Christ to restore his church, which in the space of 200 years has spread to all the world, Now, if we can have faith first in the Book of Mormon, then it becomes much easier to believe that this church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, is in fact being led by Jesus Christ for the purpose of spreading his gospel to all of God's children, so that all might find happiness and eternal life. And so in the final pages of the Book of Mormon, Moroni challenges us to gain a testimony of these scriptures. Quote, Behold, I would exhort you that when ye shall read these things— If it be wisdom in God that ye should read them, that ye would remember how merciful the Lord hath been unto the children of men, and ponder it in your hearts. And when ye shall receive these things, I would exhort you that ye would ask God, the Eternal Father, in the name of Christ, if these things are not true. And if ye shall ask with a sincere heart, with real intent, having faith in Christ, 
He will manifest the truth of it unto you by the power of the Holy Ghost. And by the power of the Holy Ghost, ye may know the truth of all things. End quote. In a nutshell, God wants us to know that this book is his word. And by the power of the Holy Ghost, he will help us to know that. But let's be careful here with this promise. This scripture is one of the most misquoted scriptures we have and is actually the reason why it took me so long to accept the gospel into my life and be baptized. Millions of members of our church and tens of thousands of missionaries are sharing the gospel in the Book of Mormon with their friends and family and strangers every year. And we're often guilty of telling people that if they read the Book of Mormon and pray to God to know if it's true, then the Holy Spirit will manifest the truth of it unto them. Well, it's possible that this works for some people, but this is actually the opposite of what Moroni really says. He doesn't counsel us to ask if the Book of Mormon is true. Quote, I would exhort you that when you would ask God in the name of Christ, if these things are not true, end quote. So what's the difference between asking if something is true and asking if it's not true? Well, if we really do what Moroni says here and ask with a sincere heart and real intent, having faith in Christ, and we ask God if the book is not true, to me that implies that we already believe that it is and we just need confirmation. So we're not asking God to give us a witness about something we don't yet believe in, but rather we're asking him with a sincere heart to confirm to us something that we already believe. There's a huge difference there and one that's very important to me. From the moment I first learned about the restored gospel of Jesus Christ and picked up my first copy of the Book of Mormon to the moment I was baptized was about 18 months. Now, it did not need to take me that long to accept Christ into my life. And in fact, it didn't take me that long. I had been attending church for months, studying the scriptures every day to learn more about Christ. I was attending our church's institute and other activities with the local congregation where I lived. I was already accepting the influence of Christ into my life. As the guide to the scriptures defines repentance, I was already experiencing a change of mind and heart that brings a fresh attitude toward God, oneself, and life in general. But it took me 18 months to be baptized because everyone around me kept telling me I needed to pray about the church, the Book of Mormon, and baptism, and God would hear my prayers, tell me that everything is true, and that I should be baptized. In other words, Moroni's promise was being misused in a way that created a significant hurdle for me. I didn't even know how to pray, much less know how to interpret God's potential response to me. But should that have prevented me from making the decision to follow Christ based on faith? On August 29th, 2007, as I was investigating the church, I wrote the following in my journal. Quote, I climbed King's Peak today, highest point in Utah. I figured if I was the highest person praying in Utah, he might hear me sooner. I'm so confused what to do with the church. Everything makes so much sense, and I want to believe, but is that the same as actually believing? What's the difference between knowing and having faith? End quote. As I read those words now, more than 13 years later, I can see that I was ready to be baptized then. I had faith. I wanted to believe. But because I thought I had to know for sure, it took me six more months after climbing that mountain to get baptized because I finally realized that I didn't need to know, I just needed to believe. Let's think about this a different way. 
We've all just spent the last year studying the Book of Mormon together. We've heard from basically every prophet since Lehi, and even from Jesus Christ himself when he appeared to the Nephites, about the need to have faith in Christ, to repent, and to be baptized as a witness to God that we're willing to accept our Savior's invitation to come and follow him. Do we really think that Heavenly Father would want us to wait until the very last page of the Book of Mormon to hear Moroni's challenge to pray to God about the truth of the book in order to make important decisions like being baptized? Can you imagine if you had invited your neighbor to start reading the Book of Mormon with you this year, back in January, but waited until now in December for your friend to read Moroni's words and only now ask God about the truthfulness of this book and whether he or she should make the decision to accept Christ and be baptized? Wouldn't you and Heavenly Father have preferred that perhaps when you and your friend arrived at 2 Nephi chapter 31 back on March 2nd of this year and heard Nephi say, quote, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, I know that if ye shall follow the Son with full purpose of heart, acting no hypocrisy and no deception before God, but with real intent, repenting of your sins, witnessing unto the Father that ye are willing to take upon you the name of Christ by baptism, Yea, by following your Lord and your Savior down into the water, according to his word, behold, then shall ye receive the Holy Ghost. Yea, then cometh the baptism of fire and of the Holy Ghost. And then can ye speak with the tongue of angels and shout praises unto the Holy One of Israel. End quote. Isn't this when Heavenly Father would like to see your neighbor make the decision to be baptized? Or perhaps if your friend still wasn't sure, perhaps on June 22nd this year, when Alma said to his people, quote, Behold, here are the waters of Mormon. And now as ye are desirous to come into the fold of God and to be called his people and are willing to bear one another's burdens that they may be light, yea, and are willing to mourn with those that mourn, yea, and comfort those that stand in need of comfort and to stand as witnesses of God at all times and in all things and in all places that ye may be in. Now I say unto you, if this be the desires of your hearts, what have you against being baptized in the name of the Lord as a witness before him that ye have entered into a covenant with him, that ye will serve him and keep his commandments, that he may pour out his spirit more abundantly upon you, End quote. Wouldn't this have been a good time for your friend to make the choice to be baptized? Or maybe they were really struggling with the decision, and it wasn't until Christ himself appeared to the Nephites back on October 19th and said, quote, Now this is the commandment. Repent, all ye ends of the earth, and come unto me and be baptized in my name, that ye may be sanctified by the reception of the Holy Ghost, that ye may stand spotless before me at the last day. End quote. Now, whether through Nephi's words or Alma's or Christ's own words, your friend found their faith and accepted the call of our Savior to follow him into the waters of baptism, beginning the process of repentance, of becoming more like Christ. Then months later, now in December, as your friend reads Moroni's exhortation, quote, when ye shall receive these things, I would exhort you that you would ask God, the eternal father in the name of Christ, if these things are not true. And if he shall ask with a sincere heart, with real intent, having faith in Christ, he will manifest the truth of it unto you by the power of the Holy Ghost, End quote. Your friend has already demonstrated faith in Christ has shown that he or she has a sincere heart and real intent in following Christ. Now Moroni's promise makes so much more sense. Your friend already believes and is only asking God to confirm those beliefs, 
so that he or she can know through the power of the Holy Ghost that they are on the right path. You and I need to keep doing this as well. We need ongoing spiritual affirmation and confirmation that the choices we've been making for months, years, or even our whole lifetime are good, that we're on the right path. It's easy to forget that if we don't keep receiving spiritual confirmation. So to summarize, after helping us to learn about our Savior and to find faith in Christ, the Book of Mormon sets us up to receive divine confirmation of that which we already believe to be true. It helps ensure that we never forget what we've already received. And finally, the Book of Mormon invites us continually, over and over, every time we read it, to become a better, more Christ-like version of ourselves. Quote, Yea, come unto Christ, and be perfected in him, and deny yourselves of all ungodliness. And if ye shall deny yourselves of all ungodliness, and love God with all your might, mind, and strength, then is his grace sufficient for you, that by his grace ye may be perfect in Christ. And if by the grace of God ye are perfect in Christ, ye can in no wise deny the power of God. And again, if ye by the grace of God are perfect in Christ, and deny not his power, then are ye sanctified by Christ, by the grace of God, through the shedding of the blood of Christ, which is in the covenant of the Father unto the remission of your sins, that ye become holy without spot." End quote. You and I will be in this process of perfecting ourselves, of recreating ourselves for the rest of our lives, to reach the divine potential that each one of us has been born with. The Book of Mormon has been, and will always be, a tool to help us achieve that goal. The Book of Mormon teaches us about God, about our Savior Jesus Christ, and our relationship with them, and how that relationship can bring us happiness and joy throughout our lives, and into the eternities. As we find faith in Christ, the Book of Mormon, through sincere prayer and study and real intent, will confirm that faith and help us to know with assurity that the path we are walking with Christ is the right one. And as we strive to accept our Savior's invitation to come and follow Him today and each day, the Book of Mormon will continue to challenge and inspire us to become better versions of ourselves, to become more Christ-like and loving towards those around us, and to live up to our potential as children of God. Thank you for joining me this year as we made this journey together. Be safe, be happy, and believe. Goodbye. Savior there beside me. He leads me through the night. He's always been my guide. He promised he will never leave me. Though my burdens seem too much to bear, he'll bless me. So whatever he commands, I will I will stand for truth Though the world may back away I will walk right through I know if I follow Him Follow Him in faith He 
provide a way. He'll provide a way. I feel overcome and all my strength is gone. I think of all the ways He's blessed me. My journey may seem long, but He'll lift me with His love—a perfect love that's never ending. He will give me, give me all the strength I. Savior there beside me.